Hello and welcome to the podcast. So today um, this podcast is titled Try and um, it's all about a chocolate lover. Now who doesn't love chocolate? I mean I have been eating far too much chocolate for many many years um, although I love it so I'm not going to stop. Today we're going to be talking about growth mindset and its amazing ability to transform lives. My inspiration for this podcast is taken from a book that I'm reading at the moment by Andrea Elliott. She is the winner of the uh, Poltizer Prize, sorry, and uh, she wrote the book Invisible Child, where she actually followed a family, um, in particular a young girl um, around New York, and she's extremely poor. So Dazmi is this wonderful sassy girl and she has uh, seven brothers and sisters her parents are in and out of rehab all the time and they have barely any money to scrape together on a daily basis she's hungry she's worried for her life and she is homeless so this book tracks her over the course of 10 years and it is absolutely wonderful and I thought I would share a little bit from the book for you because I have come to the part of the book that talks specifically about a guy that you may never have heard of before but you've definitely heard of his chocolate bars. So Milton Hershey had um, an extremely troubled childhood um, in the mid-1800s. He moved around so much because her his dad was always looking for the next uh, thing to get him rich and in this 13 years uh, of his early childhood he had actually moved seven times he had gone from school to school he was often really hungry he didn't know where his next meal was coming from but the one thing that he was salivating over constantly was sweets and in particular, chocolate. Although chocolate back then was really, really hard to get hold of because it was something that barely anybody knew how to make. If you think about it, we, we take these things for granted now, but actually back then, this is around the Industrial Revolution in the UK, it was really, really hard to mix milk and cocoa because cocoa does not mix very well with milk and you need to add some different ingredients, emulsifiers, in order for them to blend. But not many people knew how to do this, not many people had the technology to do this. So back then, chocolate was unheard of unless you were really, really wealthy. So I go back to his early childhood. So Milton Hershey was 13 uh, when unfortunately his little sister, a four years old, died of scarlet fever. And at this point, his parents basically said to him, you have to stop going to school and you have to work. So he stopped going to school at 13. He didn't have a proper formal education. And he spent the next 13 years working and working and working and saving at the same time. And he eventually landed in New York in 1883. Now, at this point in New York, it was the Gilded Age, which is exactly the same in England. It was the Industrial Revolution over here. It was the Gilded Age in New York. Buildings were going up. Banks were being opened. Railways were being built. It was a really interesting time if you had money. However, if you didn't have money, you were in a little bit of a tight spot. Now, Milton actually opened his first sweet shop near Hell's Kitchen. And Hell's Kitchen was the really dark side of New York that we don't often see. And it was full of crime, murders, poverty, extreme poverty. And many people had a lot of issues there. So he opened his sweet shop there because it was a little bit cheaper than uh, the main big parts. But he really wanted sweets to be accessible to everybody. 
But his obsession with chocolate grew as he went to New York and he was able to taste more of it. And he was really curious as to how to make this thing, this amazing thing, better and also accessible and cheaper. Most importantly, cheaper so that everybody could experience it. So after being in New York for a while, he toyed with the idea about making his own chocolate bar. And it was a big deal. He would have to close his shop. He'd have to go somewhere else, open a big lab, get a dairy farm. But he thought, stuff it. I'm going to do it. So he did. (laughs) And he ended up moving back to Lancaster. Lancaster in America is where he grew up um, for a little bit. And he liked it there. So he bought a dairy farm. Luckily, after all of this, um, these things that he thought about, he was able to do it and he was able to blend the chocolate and he was able to make a chocolate bar that was cheap, really cheap, so cheap that it could be built and created on a mass scale and sold to as many people as, as kind of wanted to buy it. Everyone loved it, of course, and that's how we still have Hershey today. So around the same time, Milton Hershey also met a beautiful woman called Kitty and they fell in love and they got married. However, they realized really, really early on that they just could not have children. And at that time, in the early 1900s now, they didn't really know what to do with all this money that they had accumulated through Milton's passion for chocolate. So Milton got his thinking cap on and he decided to open a school for orphans, but he didn't want it to be just an old orphanage. He wanted it to be a way of life that would pull people out of poverty, pull young boys initially out of poverty and nurture them, guide them all the way through to adulthood. So he did. He opened a school called Hershey's School, of course. And in 1929, when he opened it up, he told the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, which was a newspaper at the time, that the boys must grow up with the feeling that they have a real home. And that was so important to him, obviously, because he moved around so much and never really felt like he belonged anywhere. And these central ideas that Hershey had have now been brought into psychology and really different ideas about how to better yourself. Carol Dereck is a psychologist and she did a lot of research on the brain around the idea of growth mindset. Now, growth mindset is something that I catched onto and locked onto very early on in my teaching career. Um, And I tend to instill this in as many teenagers and kids as I possibly can. And it's the idea that if you believe you can do more, then you will do more and you will achieve more. However, unfortunately, there are some barriers to growth mindset. And maybe as you're listening to this, some of these might apply to you. Maybe you're a parent or maybe you're going through school right now and you're thinking, huh, maybe these things are in the way of my progress. Maybe they are in the way of my potential. Now, the first one is um, stress. If you are stressed and it's been shown with much science involved and behind this. If you're stressed, then you have raised cortisol levels in your brain, which means that you are in fight or flight mode and you literally cannot focus. Now, stress can come from a range of different factors. Bullying can lead to stress. 
Extensive use of social media can also lead to a lot of stress because you're measuring yourself up to unrealistic expectations. Not enough physical activity to get rid of the stress can also lead to um, issues with growth mindset. The other really interesting one that I think I suffered from from being a kid was the family history. My um, mom in particular always said that she was not good at school, that she didn't understand things and that she'd copy from her friend um, because she didn't understand maths. And I think that did filter down to me to a certain extent because I always believed when I was younger that I just couldn't do maths. It was really stressful for me. Obviously, now I teach it, so it's a bit different. But if you have this story and this rhetoric that your parents aren't good in school, it's likely that you'll believe that you're not good either. And that can be massively detrimental. Another thing that can lead to an issue with growth mindset is a lack of experience of the world, negative self-talk. Some people do this and they say that they're not good enough, they're not going to measure up to whoever else, um, and just that they're not worth enough. And that is really hard to overcome. But if you can overcome it, then that's incredible. And the other big issue, two issues, are mental health. So anything to do with increased anxiety, uh, depression, anything that increases the idea of negative thoughts can really lead to this idea that you do not believe in yourself, that you can achieve more. And the other big issue within education is learning issues. I can't tell you how many people I have met who have maybe slight dyslexia or slight processing issues or just stay out the window because they're daydreaming about something and because of that accumulates over years they believe that they cannot access school they cannot be good and be great because for many points of their life they've been told you're not good enough and this even comes down to right now my little girl is in reception she's age five and I can see some kids who are on different reading bands and all of this stuff is inherently going to chip away at some kids if they can't read and others can and so this can also lead to a massive massive issue with growth mindset but luckily there are lots of ways to overcome this these kind of issues so the first one and the biggest one I would say is to tackle your negative self-talk it's really hard it is important sometimes impossible and it can feel like a real big struggle but some things that you can do on a daily basis are to say some positive affirmations to yourself like I can do this I'm strong I am incredible I can achieve anything I want to achieve and sports coaches do this for the highest athletes everybody has bad days but if you try to talk yourself out of it then actually you can achieve a lot more than you think you can and I'm proof of this because I run a lot and there are days I don't want to run but then I'll listen to a motivation motivational kind of thing on YouTube and I will be pumped and ready to go (laughs) within five minutes so it does work the other thing you can do which again is hard is to find a mentor now a mentor could be an older person that you know it could be a friend it could be anybody but you have to have someone that's on your side that will big you up that will say you can do this you're amazing and if you haven't got anyone in your life right now like that then look for communities look for people that are out there that will encourage you because that's so fundamental and so important the other thing a massive boost to this growth mindset is to get involved with team sports 
So team sports come in a range of different things. You could be on the chess team. You could be in a debate club. You could be uh, in a basketball club, football club, cheerleading club. You could be in a group community learning situation like the ones that I do. And all of these ideas, all of these parts, you know, being a part of a community will spur you on and make you realize that you are just like everyone else and that everyone has bad days and good days. And that if you can kind of cancel out that negative self-talk that you do yourself, then that will really, really help you to believe that you can do more. The other way, and I'm sure your parents, if uh, any teenagers listen to this, have told you this, is to get off social media. One of the things that you may not realize about social media is that if you search for one thing, for example, why aren't I good enough? You may have typed that in before. You will keep the algorithm, the, the code for any social media, is to literally send you more of the same. So if you do one day say, why aren't I good enough? And you type that in and then you're looking at a couple videos and you kind of put it to bed and you think, oh, okay, fine. You know, other people feel like this. That's great. But then the next day you get more and then the next day you get more. And then over the course of two or three weeks, you've got hundreds of videos telling you you're not good enough. You can break that cycle by coming off. (laughs) And I actually taught a girl um, this year. Um, who has just finished her GCSEs and she said Emma I needed to get off Instagram I needed to get off TikTok because all I was doing was watching kids open their results and getting grade nines and it made me feel anxious it made me feel like I was not going to be good enough and I was really proud that she had recognized that but it's really hard to recognize that So I, if you are kind of getting into this trap of watching the same things and it having a negative impact on you, stay clear of it. The other thing, and I would argue that this is the most fundamental thing, is that at any point in your life, you have the power to rewrite your own story. And what I mean by that is that you have the pen. You're in control of how it goes. So right up until this point, you may be in the bottom set for whatever it is. You may be a person that struggles with making friends. You may be a person that struggles with with the way that you feel about your body or the way that you talk or the way that you just feel like you don't know anything. And you have the power to change all of those things. You can read more you can exercise, you can take accountability for what you eat, you can take accountability for the way you talk to yourself, you can take accountability for the friends that you have. And if you actually rewrite your life into how you want it to look, then you are going to have that life. And I know this because I have done it. I have changed the course of my life and you can too. It's really, really easy, but you have to be accountable to nobody else, not your parents, not your friends. You have to be accountable for you. And this is what Hershey did. He was accountable to no one. And through being accountable to no one, he transformed chocolate. He transformed, not only that, but he has transformed thousands and thousands of kids' lives because he saw that if you are in dire poverty, 
if you haven't got the fundamentals in place, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, if you are told that you are the scum of the earth, if you are told that your parents are not smart and then you are not smart, how on earth are you going to claw your way out of it? You have to fill in those gaps until you reach the point where you can say, I am not there anymore and this is my story, this is me, this is who I am. Now, on a practical level, there are amazing motivational videos that you can watch on YouTube. You can also start to schedule your day. And if you're a person, for example, that has trouble getting up in the morning because your parents are trying to get you up, why don't you set the alarm half an hour earlier and you do something in the morning that will make you happy, whether that is reading, doing yoga, just staring at the ceiling, but you're in control of your morning and your parents aren't in control of it. Something as simple as that could really change your attitude in the morning and the way that you look at look at every day because it's the small steps that count. The other thing, and this is kind of my last statement here, is if you try, if you just try a couple of things that I mentioned today, then you can start saying, I haven't got there yet. And that's kind of what this uh, podcast is titled yet because all of you can achieve anything you just have to get there and you have to say I'm not there now but I will be I'm not there yet but I will be so hopefully this has been really helpful for you I will look forward to recording another podcast really soon but this week have in mind growth mindset and some ways that you can achieve more by thinking that you and knowing that you can. Mm-hmm.